You are listening to the Give Me Five podcast, episode 154, side B, The Mutilator. Mutilator! Otherwise known as Fall Break. <laughs> fall Break! <laughs> This is the Gimme 5 Podcast, a bi-weekly podcast reviewing the things you love today, the things you loved yesterday, and the things whose name you can barely remember when typing out notes. Yeah. yeah. I, constantly yeah. referring to this as the mangler, even though... Who cares what it's called? Yeah, even though it's actually the mutilator. My name is Big Ed, and I am joined by Ed Jr. Hey there. And Ralph. Also known as Little Ed. Ugh, you're the annoying one. Mm-hmm. Ralph? Was he the blonde dude? Ralph he was, was the, the jokester. Uh, yeah, yeah, he was the annoying one. Yeah. Sorry, Ralph. So this is a side B episode, our side A episode. We talked about all sorts of cool spooky stuff that came out last week. So if you want to check that out, Hubie Halloween, Haunting of Bly Manor. Never hike in the snow. Never hike in the snow. Some cool stuff. Fun episode. But we are talking about the mutilator. And what? Yeah, you got something? No, no I just said fall break. No, oh, yeah, no, no. It's it's what? the mutilator. I'm pretty sure it's the mutilator. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm pretty sure that the credits actually say fall break. And I'm also well, maybe very you watched certain, the wrong goddamn movie, son. Well, I thought I was watching the wrong <laughs> damn movie because the I had to rewind it. I'm like, wait, did did that just was that the credits yeah, for this movie? I yeah, you sent a text. You're like, did they even know the name of this movie? And I had no idea what you're talking about because I hadn't watched it yet. And then I watched oh. it, and yes, if you you click on Mutilator on uh, Amazon Prime. You watch it, it goes through the opening sequence, which we'll talk about momentarily, and then it says fall break in what is not a title card telling you what time it is. It is literally a movie title card yeah, for a completely different title and, of the movie. And the entire drive <laughs> where they were going was to a, su- to a song that was called Fall Break. We're mm-hmm. going on a fall break, <laughs> fall break. I'm like, what? Way that too is, boppy and is, happy, too. Definitely the name of this movie. What the hell just happened? Am I watching the right movie? I don't know. Yeah. I thought it was Beach House Bloodbath. <laughs> bingo. Beach House Bloodbath Bingo. That's we should make that movie. Beach House Bloodbath Bingo. We have a title for this Side episode. B. Yeah. Side B. Beach House Bloodbath Bingo. And also they give me five film coming soon. Film platform near you. Yes. So let's talk about the mutilator here. Yes. But first, we're we're gonna spoil this, Jimmy. We'll tell everyone not to be angry at me. Sure. This is a review show, and there will be spoilers regarding 
the mutilator. Oh, we're going to spoil some shit. I'll break. We won't try and avoid any major twists. So if you're going to get very upset at finding out who the killer in this film is, and suggest going on Amazon Prime, watching the mutilator, and not turning it off immediately when you see a title for a different movie. <laughs> Called Fall Break. I thought you were going to go somewhere different, being like, going, go on, if you're going to be upset, go on Amazon Prime, buy a heavy object, and beat yourself in the face with it. Buy a pyramid Maybe center. an outboard motor. Yes. Or an outboard motor. Yeah. Too small for a ski boat. <laughs> so, Mutilator, it was released. For no reason. Man, Mutilator was released in <laughs> October 5th. You mentioned Battle Axe. Yes. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. October 5th, 1984. Where did he have a Battle Axe? <laughs> because he was an outdoorsman. It was like a... Dude, I'm, you're the only person that talking in this conversation that actually does have a Battle Axe. I'm sure Rob has a real one, not a letter opener. I would well, not have a battle axe at my beach house. Well, someday I will buy you a beach house and I will laugh when you put a battle axe there. I mean, uh, uh bitch, I win. If you're buying beach houses, uh, yeah. Jimmy's like, I'll put a battle axe in the beach house if you're buying them. <laughs> okay, yeah, let's get to the let's get to the movie here. We have I was going to talk about the the battle axe, the old battle axe later. We got let, let's get the the boring stuff down first. I really it am. is directed by Buddy Cooper with help from Bob, or sorry, John Douglas. Bob Douglas was my college roommate. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, Bob. <laughs> hey, Bobby. He was, in fact, my college roommate. Uh, starring Matt Mittler, not Hat Hitler. Mm. I actually was I like, like, as I was typing that in, it did autocorrect. Oh, um, autocorrect. Yeah, Ruth Martinez, Bill Hitchcock, Connie Rogers, Jack Chatham, or Chatham, I'm not sure. The synopsis, a teenager who accidentally committed matricide finds himself being hunted together with his girlfriend and mates by his now crazed father. And man, when I saw that that opening thing, when it was like a teen that accidentally committed matricide, I'm like, how's that going to be, yeah. be shown? And they didn't really give you much time to figure that out, man. It was nope. right at it the beginning. It was scene number one, baby. Yep. Your side is when you pee your pee the bed. Now, I think after you pee in the bed, they spray it with matricide to clean it. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, this movie. He totally Disneyed the shit out of his mom. <laughs> right. And that's like it was crazy early. Yep. And it, and it was the, it was basically the opening sequence. And it's a, almost a sweet scene at the beginning. You know, the. It's Daddy's birthday, and the kid is cleaning out his guns for him. And he made this little sign, said, uh, "You know, Happy Birthday, Daddy! All cleaned by me." And as he's cleaning it, he fires the gun through the kitchen door, kills his mom, who's baking his father's birthday cake. Um, and then, of course, the father gets home, finds the dead wife, finds the sign, drags the dead wife <laughs> over to the Into chair, the living room, and gives her a drink of bourbon. Yep, pours like, bourbon on her. I did the shit out of the kid. Yeah, and yeah. What I felt like I was watching a PSA for gun safety and mental illness. I mm-hmm. yep, that's I agree. And I was, you know, every time I pick one of these movies, I'm like, I want this to be fun as shit. And I'm like, this is not fun <laughs> at all. 
Although I did determine that somewhere in my house, I need to have a globe that opens up with a full bourbon bar inside of it. I feel like that would make my house fancy. Very interestingly, one of the houses I viewed today had one of those. Interesting. Did you... That's a sign. Did you save the address? It's a sign that if he buys that house, he's going to get murdered by an axe murderer. Hello, Rob. (laughs) (laughs) This is God. Or I might get shot in the back by a kid cleaning guns. Maybe, maybe. Buy the house with a liquor globe. The liquor globe. Is that what that's called? I, I mean, it is now. <clears throat> so, uh, that's what we're calling it. Yeah, so that's that's where we're at here. Um, you already mentioned this, Rob, but my, my next little thing I was going to talk about, of course, was the fact that uh, they do cut away to the sequence and... There's a um, the music for some reason just sounds like a freaking sitcom. Just that fall it, break song. It Everybody did. We're and, a road trip. And it was <laughs> it was totally a song that was written for a movie called Fall Break. Mm-hmm. Because Which, they I guess say we should just talk about that. Times in the song. Yeah, I guess we should talk about that. The movie was um, it did come out as Fall Break. It was supposed to come out as Fall Break. But they did change the name for, uh, I guess, video release to Mutilator. Because I guess it didn't do very well as Fall Break. Yeah, like it's going to do any better as Mutilator. <laughs> right. But they were trying yeah, to. Yeah, because the title course, was what the problem was. That, that it was All absolutely. Right. Yeah. Not the acting. <clears throat> no. No siree Bob. No siree Bob Douglas. <laughs> I wonder if he actually listens and be like, what the fuck? <laughs> Uh, why are you calling out my name shit (laughs) you say his name three times he appears Um, so go ahead the the next little moment I did want to talk about here was the all of them hanging out at the bar all of the Ralph and uh, Ed Jr. and all of his buddies hanging out at the bar complaining about how their fall break is going to suck when they actually get a call he gets a call at the bar. I'm like, how often is he there? That is a strange father that he hasn't talked to in forever or actually knows to right. get him there. Well, A, how did the dad know the phone number of where he was staying? Because he already said that, you know, he or he says that, you know, I don't talk to my dad anymore. He went to a crazy asylum. He must have just gotten out, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. So how did the dad know he was there? Two, how did the dad have the phone number for the bar that he was at? Three, why would the kid agree to go when his dad's like, I need you to go turn shit off? Why don't you turn the shit off? What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. My father was committed to an insane asylum and he beat the hell out of me the last time I saw him. If we had answers to all those questions, we wouldn't have this gem. True. Or it would, now, if we answered all of those questions in the film, it would have been about 16 hours long. Yeah, that's true. The um, my, my other little moments from the scene, this is, of course, the scene in every horror movie where they have to introduce all of the characters that are eventually going to die. Mm-hmm. And they're all very in, they're all like innocuous characters. And all I got out of it was that Ralph was the guy with the shirt tied around his neck. And that was about Ascot. What is that? Yeah, I think it's an ascot. Uh, it's fine. He's just yeah. And that the one one girl said complaining that she wasn't going to be doing anything. So what are you doing over fall break? And she's like, I'm going to beat my high score on the video machine. The video machine. Yeah. <laughs> those are the only, those oh. the only two things I remembered. And I'm like, I am kind of looking forward to these people being chopped into bits. 
Well, and then they they go. They decide that they're just going to go to the beach house with Ed Jr. And they're just going to make a vacation out of it because they're on fall break, whatever the shit that is. I didn't go to a traditional college, so I don't know if that's actually a thing. Uh, I think that's like Thanksgiving th- break. I think it's Thanksgiving break, yeah. Okay, so so that. Yeah. Uh, where they, uh, they're just driving down the street, just drinking beer in front of cops and just like throwing the can. Sitting out. on the back of the... <laughs> yeah, uh, fuck them. <laughs> Sitting this on the movie, back of the convertible. This movie would have been better if they all just kind of swerved off the cliff. <laughs> and then... <laughs> Maybe it was ten minutes long. <laughs> like a Tunes the driving cat thing where you're like, all right. Because they're fucking swerving all over. They're not hammered. I mean, they drank a lot of beer and they weren't really feeling the effects of it, which was yeah. one thing, but uh they're just swerving all over the road, just being dickheads, just being inconsiderate, just throwing just littering, throwing their cans all over the place, harassing the, the locals and freaking college kids. They deserve yeah. everything that happened to them in this film. Yeah. So I guess let's introduce uh the beach house real quick. Sure. They they get to the uh, beach house. The condo. The condo. Yeah, it's condo, condo on the beach. beach. <clears throat> yep. And not a single family home at all. Nope. Sure wasn't. <laughs> and it's got uh not a beach house. That's not what it is. Don't call it that. <laughs> they get to the condo and there's of course all sorts of uh stuff. That a, a hunter and, would have. Yes. Like dead animals on the wall. And pictures of someone he accidentally ran over with a boat framed yep. on the wall. I believe that would be evidence, correct? Yeah, what a potato, potato. There's also a space on the wall where someone would have stored in a battle axe, except for it you know, not being there. It's missing. Dun, and they dun, think dun. maybe someone stole the battle axe or maybe it's a, you know, plot point. God, it would have been such a better film if somebody had traced it while it was on the wall. And then so, it you, was- so you could see that there was supposed to be a battle axe there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking battle. Man. A battle axe. Really? <laughs> Oh, yeah. yeah, he's a hunter. He must have a battle axe. What is he hunting? Dragons? <laughs> <laughs> the most dangerous game. And other other random things like a, a mask, a mask um, from some tribe in Machu Picchu of the Aztec god. <laughs> <laughs> I am under the impression that this is what uh, Kerwin's house looks like. Hunter survives in the jungle. Does Kerwin have a battle axe on his wall? I do. Uh, Rob does. Uh, Does Kerwin know? So the the bad guy is basically a combination of Rob and Kerwin. Kerwin has a couple of uh, different Kickstarters he's funded for Battle Axes. There you go. So, yeah, so that's that's Big Ed's house. And, of course, they all go there to to party. (laughs) And, you know, it's funny because just the... Well, the movie is is not good. There, it gave me this feeling of this. Like every year, I get to go to this this conference that's on St. Pete Beach, and we don't stay in a condo or anything, but we stay in a hotel. And it was just the way the pool. In a beach house. No, just just a hotel. But it's just the way everything was. The way the that it was filmed, where it has that like kind of bluish 
evening look to it just kind of reminded me of that. And I was like, if this was done well and it was actually scary, that would actually freak me out because I tend to go you know, wandering around the resort late at night. And we always go. It's always January when we go. So it's actually kind of cold. Um, mm-hmm. But so it was like it, it gave me a kind of a good feeling since, you know, probably because I haven't been out of the house in forever. But it especially the part in the pool, there's this whole pool sequence. Yeah, well, it, well, it that- gave me a, a nice and homey feeling because it's in North Carolina. Um, for one. And I don't know exactly where it was filmed, but I love the beach. It's because, it's because the city it was filmed in has told them, do not tell anybody where this was filmed. Probably. Go ahead, Rob. I'm sorry. No, I was just going to say the pool scene kind of irritated me because I'm like, how in the hell did the guy get in the pool and nobody noticed? And then he pulled the girl out of the pool and nobody noticed. I'm like, what? Why? Okay. Yeah, you can hear shit everywhere in a pool. And they actually poured milk into the pool to make it like cloudier so you couldn't see people underneath the water, mm-hmm. apparently. Uh, oh, yes, that's, that's this, now the second movie that we've talked about in the past like two or three months that actually referred to milk being pulled poured into a pool that the other one being jaws yep um so they did that and yeah the the sequence was was actually so like awkwardly staged that i had to i actually rewound it and had to watch it twice just be like wait did it because okay at a certain point when i was watching it and i don't know if this happened to you but all of the vocals of the dude talking actually sounded like jimmy's voice thing when the the blonde annoying guy was like talking, it was it was slowed down a lot, so it was really no, deep. It didn't happen for me. So it did that, and then you rewound he, it because of the boobs. Don't lie. I I would have, but like it did this weird thing with the voice, and then I don't know how this happened, but there was a long portion of the movie, like when he gets out and is like walking to like the dressing rooms, where there was no voice at all, but his mouth was moving like he was saying something. So I had to actually like kind of rewind at the beginning, but yeah. So there was a uh, guy and girlfriend floating, swinging around in the pool. Hold on. Well, I, uh, I'm sorry. Uh, I, I stopped counting continuity errors. Um, well before this, okay. there's a scene where the two people in question that we're talking about, and I just, I just want to bring this up before we go on. I want to know if you guys noticed this. That when the two of them walked out of the condo, you can see behind them, facing towards the beach, it is dark outside. Okay. They go down to the garage. They open the garage door. Camera turns around. It's looking out the garage door, but it's daylight. (laughs) Uh, Close the garage door. Come back outside. Dark outside. (laughs) My, My note on that was color correct these movies please which you you were probably more right than me i was just like i mean every every sequence same time of the day yeah every sequence even when they cut to the side of the pool to inside of the pool was a different time of night into the pool the lights are on and then Mm -hmm. they're in the pool no i'm sorry they go they walk into the big bug tarp or whatever Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and and when they walk in the lights are off they're they're in the water. I, I guess one would assume that they had turned the lights on, mm-hmm. but then they they get in. And they're like, oh, the lights turned off. I'm like, 
the lights were off. When did they come on? I, I again, it's it's about that point where I was just like, yeah, no, fuck it. They, somebody wasn't paying attention, so why should I? Yeah. <laughs> well, they had apparently and planned he, a different he, sequence. He fuck out, dude. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah. They had planned a, a different sequence. There was actually supposed to be a harpoon gun murder. Okay. But it didn't work. It, been. it didn't work. It, no, it didn't work. The, 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 run through two or three actresses or something. (laughs) (laughs) That's why they changed the name of the movie because of insurance purposes. No, (laughs) it's not believable. Get me another actress. We need to do this again. (laughs) It doesn't look real enough. More blood. That's why the credits have names crossed out. Milk in the water. Yeah. Now they're supposed to do that. And then they decided to change it. So the, the idea that the creator had was after watching all of the big scary movies, of course, Halloween being the big one for him. He decided that it would be kind of cool to have a guy that murders people with fishing and sea equipment, like boat-related equipment. We'll talk about all that later. So, of course, the harpoon gun was supposed to be one of them. It didn't work. So on the spot, they decided to change it to a drowning, which is why it's very awkward. So she's floating back in the pool. She gets killed. And then, of course, the guy who apparently is completely clueless and somehow is playing this Marco Polo situation where they're both like underwater and above water at the same time. Eventually, he's like, "Where the hell did she go?" <laughs> and and the yeah. guy, you know, kills her and then decides to play a prank by stealing his clothes. Yep. And from the side of the pool, and you know, he's like very concerned about that, despite the fact that his girlfriend disappeared. And then basically follows the clothes <laughs> to to the changing rooms. Opens up the changing room, and guys, you already talked about it. Outboard motor. Yep. Oh. And he just stands there and goes, oh. 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 Uh, Jimmy, can you punctuate that with a fart? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Rob nailed it. So, you guys are going to wish this was a video show if you could have seen what Rob was doing there. <laughs> yeah. Now, I mean, and, then, and then, of course, I'm like, all right, this beach house, the walls look really flimsy. How did nobody yeah. in the friggin' house, A, hear the motor going, B, hear the dude screaming? That's a very good point. Um, I believe that the other friends were out looking for them at this point, though. That may be, but there were other points where I, people were I screaming. Do. No, I get what you're saying because there was a, a point very early in the film where they dropped the mask on the on the floor, mm-hmm. and the guy who's downstairs very clearly hears it. Yeah. So those other times where people are screaming or dragging things, and it, they just don't, they don't hear it for some reason, and it's like selective. Some kind of shit. No, I, I know exactly what you're saying. Yeah, mm-hmm. the that whole sequence it actually is weird because I think that's like the third boat motor murder we've covered in the past month. Also, yep. <clears throat> there was one in Babysitter Two where the guy was following a boat. Yep, and then there was one in in the the movie where they were the with the priest guy and his daughter. Right, heavy metal. In what? 
satanic demon heavy metal. Yeah, yeah, that movie heavy we watched. Movie. What the hell was it called? We are witches evil. or something. We are evil. We are, we are darkness. Yeah, we are the darkness. We, the darkness. <laughs> we summon the darkness. That's it. Yeah, that's what it is. So that was like, wow. That's... I thought that was such a cool, like, original thing. And then we see it two more no, times. No, they were ripping off the mangler slash fall brick. You um, <laughs> I did notice. Fucking condo. <laughs> Uh, I'm gonna keep on saying beach house and Jimmy's head explodes. Beach house, beach house, uh, bloodbath bingo. Yep. I, <laughs> I have to admit, as far as cheesy '80s movies go and slasher flicks, I was like, eh, it's it's not that bad. It, it's definitely, I mean, but I think my opinion has been colored by some of the pieces of crap that we've had to watch over the last couple of weeks. Um, so, I mean, this is unoriginal. Even back then, it would have been unoriginal. Well, it was a slasher flick. Yeah. yeah I so, mean, the setting was not a camp. Yeah, it's true. And he was he was going through the the teenagers or whatever, even if it didn't make any sense and there was no reason he should have been able to do that or not not have gotten caught or whatever. But uh, just yeah, uh, I I didn't think it was terrible, but it could be because of my opinion has been colored by the, the pieces of trash that we've had to watch lately. Mm-hmm. Now, one of the things I I like about more modern slasher movies and horror movies is they get the Special effects and stunt work and acting and all that stuff is so much better now that they actually can be more violent. Mm-hmm. So, like, when a Mike Myers is on the screen stabbing, like, he's, like, it's super violent. It's, like, super aggressive. Even Scream, stuff like that. But this one, I noticed everything was really muted. Like... Mutilated. No, I'm, I'm kidding. I'm <laughs> muted. Ah, okay. Like, the first axe slice across the neck... Like you could see the axe being like an inch away from the neck. Like even With at the, the end when there's shoom. yeah, like even at the end there's there was um, a sequence where someone was like hitting something with an axe. But like what it looked like is, and I'm sure you've all watched special uh, making of documentaries where you'll see the director be like, okay, what you're going to do is you're going to strike high and you're going to do this, you're going to do that, and you're going to go over there, and they do everything in slow motion. But all of the actual attacks looked like that. And it's like, so it, it really hurt any sort of fear that you might have felt with this movie, which probably was none because I'm kind of rooting for the dad or I'm sorry, the murderer, the mangler uh, at this point. So it just, it did hurt that, that the, not, none of the strikes, I, I wrote, none of the strikes are actually violent. Um, just something that kind of came you. up. Actually, Actually, that's not true. One of them actually was I, – I there was one that I was like, ooh, all right. That's – and that's the that's the murder that he did with the gaff hook. Yeah, the gaff hook and the groin. It, no, the gaff hook and the – yeah. Like, yeah. He, so, go ahead, Jimmy. Uh, you want to talk about this now? Let's do it. Let's talk about the one before that first. All right. Okay. Yeah, there is one before that. And that is the uh, what appears to be sling blade to the face. Behead. Yeah. As if that weren't enough. So we're talking about the police officer that the police officer that shows up 
Oh yeah, I gotta mention that real quick. I thought it was a like a wooden plank that he just shoved through his face. It was, a, it was like a machete. It was, was it, it a machete? Yeah. It, it was kind of. Yeah. Okay. I actually wrote for this. I wrote creepy, creepy security guard shows up. I figured he'd have a longer part in this movie, and I wrote, "Well, now I feel bad." Machete stab face. That is that was my. I, I actually felt bad for that guy because I thought he was creepy, and then he got killed, and I was like, "Oh." Yep. Oh, and well then, then. The next one, as we were about to mention, uh, all I wrote was, uh. <laughs> so why don't that was you, two? Uh, go ahead, Rob. No, um, uh, what's his face was first. Ralph pitch pitchfork. Yeah, Ralph was yeah, Ralph first. Got, yeah, Ralph got pitchforked. Yeah, through the face. That's correct. That was actually a pretty good one. Through the neck. Pitchfork yep. in the neck, and then he got pinned to the wall. That was a pretty good one. Yeah, the pitchfork pitch was so fork? violent. That, that one was a little violent. The pitchfork actually broke a little yeah, bit. Not bad. That's kind of cool. And but, then Sue. <laughs> and Sue went out looking for Ralph. And I this this guy had to have been superhumanly strong because he picked her up off the ground by her neck with one arm. And had that undertaker strength. Yeah, that's that's very hard to do. I mean, I I don't know that I could do that with like a kid, much less, you know, a, a college student. You tried, I know one. But <laughs> what are you talking about? Are you talking about a kid or a college student? But he he basically carried her into the garage. Now now remind now remind you that there are also two other people who are wandering around the perimeter of the house at this point. And nobody hears shit. I'm like. We'll not even mention the fucking stupid game they were playing. But so he carries her into the garage, lays her down on the workbench, freaking sweeps it off like somebody who's about to have sex on an office desk. Right. Just like sweeps off the, the workbench, lays her down on it, takes this gaff hook, which is, you know, like a, I don't know, three foot long. Uh, sharpened hook that they use to pull giant fish out of the water. <laughs> Basically sticks it in her vagina, hooks it up through her belly and brings it out. I mean, you can see her pants like pulling off of her belly at one point towards the end and she's just like Aah! and, you know, and then he chops her head off. Yeah, it was uh, uh, hooked through the cooter with a gaffing hook is what I put on my, my list of kills. My favorite Cannibal mm-hmm. Corpse song. Hooked through the cooter. <laughs> With a gaffing hook. It's one of their B sides. Yeah, that that was that was actually one of the more gruesome deaths. I thought. Yeah, it was actually pretty impressive. Um, you you could definitely see they were they were trying to one up each death. Um, as they went through, there there were eight kills in this movie. Uh, on screen, mom shot by Ed Junior. Linda was drowned. Uh, Mike had his chest mutilated by a motor. The beach cop got face machete. Uh, Ralph got pitchforked. Sue was hooked through the cooter with a fishing gaff. Uh, there was a surprise at the end. So someone maybe did, maybe died, maybe didn't, lost a leg. And, uh, of course, uh, someone was that cut was in half That was hilarious, though. Yeah, <laughs> someone's cut in half with the car. So that is eight, but there was also a ninth death, if you want to uh, count the picture on the wall of the – there was actually the director in that picture. Oh, was it? That, yeah, that was, uh, that was a ca- director's cameo. It was run over by a boat. Uh, amputee 
uh, talked about wrong place at the wrong time <laughs> with a with a broken battle axe. Yep. So uh, you you mentioned that the the creators of the film wanted to uh, to have every kill be with some kind of uh, nautical or or fishing uh, appliance. I guess. Except for the battle axe, apparently. He or the machete. Gorgons or something? Or the pitchfork. <laughs> yeah, right? Like, I mean, <laughs> that's what I carry with me when I go kayaking. Beat someone to death with a seagull. <laughs> make me wet. Well, I, they, me I wet. think they failed because of the eight, three of them were, at least three of them were not with. No, four of them. So half yeah. of them were not with fishing u- utensils, tools, whatever. Yeah. Um, the gore effects uh, for this movie were actually done by Mark Shostrom. They had pretty decent gore effects. Like you mentioned the the hook. It actually looked pretty good. All of it really kind of looked good. Uh, he also did he did a Videodrome, Nightmare on Elm Street, and Evil Dead 2. So, uh-huh. so that was... Okay. So definitely a good pedigree there. Uh, the guy that that was doing it, uh, Cooper, the director, he was going to he wanted to make this Cooter. film to learn how to make horror movies, and I don't believe he ever produced another horror movie after this. Mm, and it did not. I wonder why because it did not do very well. Yeah, it didn't do very well. Um, well, largely because they couldn't even decide on what they wanted to call the damn thing. Yeah, I don't think they had much to say there. Um, uh, we'll, we'll get to the end of this movie in a moment, but since I kind of went down this path, I was looking up the budget. And if you know, like when you Google stuff now, it gives you that like that larger outtake at the top of the box that can, like, so you don't have to click through the website. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So if you look up um, Mangler budget or Mangler box office, it actually says that it made, <laughs> said it made fifty million dollars in the U.S. and twenty three billion dollars internationally. I'm like, Jimmy is cringing every time you say the name of this friggin' movie. Should I call it the Mangler again? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Mangler budget. You I looked up Mutual Later because I have it written wrong at the top of the page. Greg <laughs> 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 uh, doesn't know what movie he watched either. Right? There actually is a movie called The Mangler, too. I think it's like a Wes Craven movie. I Shame. think it's also Shame. a wrestler. Nice. Okay, so I looked up the butylator butylator box office, and it said it made fifty million dollars in the U.S. and I was like, "Huh?" Because that would have been a lot in 1984, and it made twenty three million dollars internationally, and that was the little outtake at the top of Google. And I was like, "No, that can't be right." So I clicked through the article, and what they were talking about is the reason that they made this movie was because Halloween made fifty million dollars in the U.S. Mm. and twenty three million internationally. This movie. Made five. four, made fifty three dollars. No, they made four hundred thousand dollars in America, and the budget was actually four hundred and fifty thousand dollars. So it lost fifty thousand dollars, and well, the the guy was like, "I didn't make any money off this at all." Which I'm wondering if they didn't at this point now that it's on Prime. There's there's a reason, right? Um, the the reviews of this movie, which I thought were kind of interesting, uh. Basically, everyone liked the level of gore, but criticized every other aspect of it. They Some of the gore was compared to early Tom Savini. Mm-hmm. The effects in the 
the killings in the mutilator are not only gratuitous, but sickeningly ingenious in a blood red sort of way. That was Jeremy Wheeler of all movie. <clears throat> the acting is horrible. and no, it does nothing to further the genre, but those should be the last reasons to catch this movie. And a Chris Coffle of bloody disgusting praised the film contains all the classic slasher tropes, horny drunk college kids head out for a booze filled weekend of sex instead of, of a cabin in the woods. They go to a condo on the beach. Despite this, the film has something very fresh and original to it. So those were the, those are the two positive reviews I found for not the bangler guys. Hmm. There is a, uh, making of, I saw oh, that. God. that there, I saw that it existed. I kind of wanted to watch it, but you would have had to buy the Blu-ray to get to it. Well. Did you find it? He said um, you so would have had to buy the Blu-ray for him to watch <laughs> it. <laughs> that was kind of a, an us-you. Um, the end of this movie does have a little bit of a surprise. There is friggin' hilarious. Yeah. First of all, there's a moment in you know, that you can they do that thing where you think it's the end and then they're all sitting in the car and, and Ed is like, we should turn off the lights, the yeah. headlights and save the battery. Yeah. No. Cause that's a good idea. Let's turn Let's make it pitch black while the serial killer is running around. Uh, what is that pyramid thing? The pyramid stinger. What's that? That gets like thrown at the dude. I think that's a way to it's a sinker. Pyramid, oh, pyramid sinker. sinker. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, there. So there is a death. Another death that involves a, or a, at least an injury that involves fishing equipment. Yeah, no, but that would didn't cause a death. And it just stuck in his head for a while. Um, we get a we get a stabbing. Basically, Big Ed is is hunting down Pam and Ed, little Ed. Mm-hmm. Uh, in a garage, they find all their friends hanging from hooks as as is want as they are want to do in an eighties movie. Got to set up the tr- the kill trophies. Yep. Um, in some weird good. little shack, no less. Yeah, we got a that might be a good give me five questions someday. You know the the best kill trophies. Predator. In, uh, uh, the the gravestone and Halloween would be big. This but anyway, forty dollars. Jimmy's looking it up on Amazon. Yeah, wow. yeah that's not happening. <clears throat> so anyway, big final attack. They think they've they've taken out Big Ed with this knife and pyramid thing, uh, sinker, and all this other stuff. They decide to get in the car. Dumbass is like, turn off the headlights. And guess uh, what? He's gone. Yeah, he's no longer laying on the ground in front. He is. He appears on top of the car. This is the part that I actually was going to say where the the axing wasn't very violent, but I think that's because they probably couldn't afford to pay the, for the car damage. Um, and uh, kind of grabs him through the the roof, and of course there is a scene where they take a cigarette lighter and try to burn him to get him to let go, which would be a problem these days if someone jumps on the top of your car and reaches in. They don't have those cigarette lighters anymore. Yeah, they sure don't. don't. Yeah. They just have places to plug in your phone. So that'd be Hell a problem. Yeah. How are you, you going to get rid of uh, a serial killer jumping on the top of your car if you can't burn his arm? Well, you take his battle axe away from him. Yeah, true. My, anyway, they... they throw uh, USB in your eye. They uh, throw USB in your eye. Take that. Bink. Try to strangle him, strangle him with a uh, 
charger cord or something. But anyway, they they get him off the car. They run him over, smash him into a wall, cutting him into two pieces, which actually was pretty pretty good effect there. Yeah, the two body is the body parts fall. It was like it was actually an interesting edit because they showed the body part fall and then they cut to the the top half. They showed the bottom fall off and they cut to the top half. Cop comes up. Cop shows up just in time to come over and expect Big Ed's body. And because it's an 80s slasher movie and a horror movie, what happens? It's gone. No, no. This no. is Rob's favorite. Big, this is Rob's Big favorite Ed, Big Ed sits up with the upper half of his body completely separated from his lower half. He sits up, grabs a cop's leg, grabs his battle axe, and just lops the cop's leg off. Mm-hmm. And then he, like, laughs a bloody laugh and dies. Yeah. <laughs> And thus ends Big Ed. The mutilator, fall break, or the mangler, whatever. <laughs> that's that that's that is how the movie ends. That's about it. Yeah. It was uh you know, I, I found this movie because I was trying to find something that not every podcast on the planet has watched. Um and I was looking for, you know, obscure movies that we can watch on on Prime. And you no, know, actually I was it good? No. <laughs> was it did it have some funny parts or good parts or good horror parts? Yeah. Was I sad that it, I watched it? No. no I wasn't, wasn't angry. No. It it wasn't it this wasn't a Jesus Christ, Greg, why did you make me watch this piece of shit? Yeah. <laughs> so it was it was it was okay. I mean it was I didn't I didn't absolutely hate it. It wasn't a great movie. Yeah. But the real question uh, is is go ahead. I was just going to say any slasher where all the kids in it are dickheads and you want them to die. And for the most part, they do. So, mm-hmm. I mean, as with some of the, the bigger, more well-produced movies that we watch that, that take me a few days to get through. Um, I, I actually sat through this whole thing. So mm-hmm. that's, that's, uh, that says something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think if you've so, seen every other slasher movie. Yeah, see this. Remake, I think I know revival, you're going with this, or rest in peace. <sighs> Remake. Remake. Absolutely. Remake. I I think they I think they really kind of missed the mark on the isolated beach condo kind of thing. But you think there's still something there with that basic story? I think so. I do. Oh, fair enough. I I th- I could see something where like group of friends they go and say, you know what? no technology, we're going to leave our phones at home kind of deal. And and they, you know, because everybody's trying to get grounded again and back to nature and communicate. And Off stuff. the grid. I, yeah, yeah. I, think, I think that I think that's prime for it. I can see one of those beach houses that's on the uh, on stilts. The ones that are really close to the water and have that kind of play a part into it. Um, yeah, I could see this. I, I could see this working with modern effects, with modern sensibilities. Um, I, I think you're right. I, th- I think it could stand from a decent remake with some good acting and some good special effects. And it needs to be called um, a Beach House Bloodbath Bingo. It does. When it gets remade. When, when we inev- inevitably make it. Yeah, I think I, I think I can handle that. So that um, it is available on Amazon Prime out there. I mentioned this earlier. So 
if you've watched every other slasher movie and you want something just kind of goofy that you can put on that you haven't seen yet because you've kind of seen all the other ones and you're a fan of that genre, do it. Uh, I think it's worthwhile. And, uh, you know, also there's a terrier on Jimmy's shoulder. There is a terrier. Say hi, Scully. <laughs> hi, Scully. Yay, Scully. All right. And that, of course, brings us to the whole point of our show, the Gimme Five podcast question of the week. And this one is a little more personal. Yeah, this is the this is. Uh, oh, wow. Top five, your mom's top five moms. So this one actually is based on our side a episode, which is kind of a weird thing. This is the first time this has actually happened since we did our little split. Uh, it's based on our side episode. We, of course, watched um, Haunting a Blind Manor, which we may think of just startling moments, scary moments in various TV shows and or streaming. And we yep. are going to talk about the top five scariest moments in TV or streaming that scared you specifically. So not, you know, stuff something like that you've never seen, but everyone else thinks it's scary. Um, these are things that you specifically remember watching throughout your life that scared the crap out of you. And Jimmy, you can go first, and then I'm. And while you do that, I'm going to check on uh, see if any more lists showed up from our uh, patrons. Didn't even have this. Sure. No, I uh, I had a little, little <laughs> terrier outburst there. Uh, a little dog jumped out of my arms and uh, tore the the headphones out of my ears. But I am okay. So I am going to start with a scene from the Twilight Zone. That's at twenty thousand feet with the gremlin on the wing. Oh. The classic uh, Richard Matheson story adapted for Twilight Zone starring William Shatner. You look back at it now, it's just uh, a person in a fuzzy, uh, comically um, mascot outfit. Uh, but <laughs> it, it still uh, got me, you know. Uh, still stuck with me. Still think about it. Um, still creeps me out a little bit. Just the thought of it, I would say. So um, my number four is going to be the Ghost Kids from the Watchers Woods episode of Are You Afraid of the Dark? And it was supposed to be a, a sweet scene where the, the kids are reunited with their um, scout whistles or or something like that, and they're supposed to be at peace, but it freaked me out. My number... Ghost kids freak me out, yeah. in general. My number three going to be the woman at the foot of the bed. So, an episode from Unsolved Mysteries. Where a ghost oh, Jesus. appeared with one of the ghost episodes, one of the a few where a ghost appeared at the foot of someone's bed and I didn't sleep for weeks at that uh, ghostly women ghostly kids legitimately at the foot me of out. the bed just kind of like staring at you uh, I forget yeah. that I, I gotta watch I gotta watch that episode maybe 
when I don't feel like sleeping. Yeah, I, I think it was she was like telling the person where she was buried or, or something like that. My number two. Oh, this is a tough one. I'm bouncing the order in my head as we speak. So I'm going to go with number two is the intro from Tales from the Crypt. I used to watch Tales from the Crypt with my brother. It's a very good memory, but I would disappear for the intro. During the opening credits? I would just, I would find some reason to, to, of course, not show my brother that I wasn't brave, but of course I had to pee or get something to drink or something. I just had to disappear during the intro because it freaked Hmm. me out. My number one is going to be um, what I can only describe as the doo-doo monster. (laughs) The fluke man. The fluke man. They sold a toy of the fluke man for a while, and I never was able to find it. Goodness. Uh, That. They finally showed him and all his weird, nasty doo-doo mouth glory. Uh, it was kind of up through like toilets and biting people. Biting people's buttholes. Yeah. And, and their pee-pees. Um, that. He was at a water treatment plant. Yeah, yeah I watched that episode oh, not too long God. ago. Ah. Yeah. There's my top five uh, <laughs> clenching moments. Nice. Thank you. Thank you. Well, we have a patron of unusual size. Alec that has dropped off the list. He wrote, Hey Greg, fun list, here it goes. Uh first one is the It Mini series. Pennywise popping out of the sewer drain at the beginning. Ah, yeah. The It Mini series. Uh number four, Stranger Things, Barb getting taken into the upside down. So I'm assuming that is the attack at the pool yeah, of that Stranger Things. Creepy as shit. Yeah. Man, that was always it's that nighttime. Pool, like everything else is dark, but the pool is lit up, and like steam coming out of the pool that always is creepy. It was the doo doo monster from X Files, is what it was. It was <laughs> dragged Barb Barb butt to the upside down. <laughs> That's how it's going to end. Stranger Things has actually been is fluke man. Uh, number three, Hannibal. Many scenes would qualify, but the, the scene was uh, Hannibal appears out of nowhere in in his own basement and kills a cop. Mm. Uh, that uh, man Hannibal is so good. I got. I started look doing research on Hannibal again. I got to watch that series again. That sh- I don't know how that show ended up on a regular TV channel. Man, that was a- that should have been HBO because it was violent. Uh, number two, the X Files, the episode, and he didn't write which episode it was. Oh yeah, I did. So that take that, Alec. I wrote your episode name. It is called Detour. The episode with the monster with the glowing red eyes that blends into the tree when the, you see the tree bark oh, and then. Uh, Really good um, visual effects, too. Not computerized. Uh, pro- uh, so, good job there. And then Lost, the scene in the, f- the scene with the pirate, with the, with the pilot, not pirate. Arr! The scene in the pilot, where the monster kills the pilot of the airplane. I did not expect that on my first watch of this show. So, it was a little bit of horror at the beginning of, of Lost. So, that was that. That was our one patron that has decided to bring it if any of our other patrons do that, it will be stuck at the end of the episode. 
with a goofy voice, as you've heard in previous episodes. And it might be a pirate voice. Unless you contribute your own voice. Y'all got the phone number. You can call in. Yeah. Call it in. Yep. So I'm going to go next. I'm... I love these kind of lists because I, I I like these spooky scenes. Um, I, but I did try to change it up a little bit because I didn't want us. There's so many of them that I didn't want to like overlap. So my number five, it is a sitcom. Different strokes. The very special episode with the bicycle man, who is the, the creepy pedophile that convinced Arnold to and his friend to come to the house to take pictures of him and was trying to get them drunk and was trying to make them. It was just creepy as hell for and I for a sitcom. And I remember very like I, I didn't really watch TV. And I've said this a lot when I was a kid. I was like basically G.I. Joe cartoons. But I remember because this was like a big deal back in the day of making sure that people didn't get kidnapped and stuff that parents made their kids watch this. And I remember as a kid, it freaked me out. And I was like, I still don't like old people. <laughs> None of them. I, I don't. Yeah. I just fuck them. Yeah, I, I hit them with with bats and stab them with boat motors now. But well, yeah. Um, number four, a more recent one, Atlanta, the Teddy Perkins episode, the very creepy Michael Jackson esque character, uh, unrecognizable uh, Donald Glover in that. But the, at the very end where he's sitting there with the sign that's the on like a whiteboard that says gun in attic, kill us both. And it, and then he uh, takes the shotgun and he's in a wheelchair and he takes a shotgun and blows his head off. Like in this show, that's supposed to be kind of a comedy kind of drama. doesn't really know what it is. That sequence scared the shit out of me. And I remember watching it very late at night in the living room and I had to walk back to the bedroom and I was like, Ugh. so that was that uh, because there's a lot of these scary episodes on this show. The X-Files came in at number three. Uh, that was the episode. And it's not one of the ones that's on anyone's list because Fluke Man's yeah. usually, usually up there. Uh, the episode Home is usually yep. there. Oh, that's Home. Yeah. Um, but the one that got me was the episode called Irresistible. Oh. Uh, do you remember that one? No. That was the one with Donnie, Donnie Faster, P in the P-F-A-S-T-E-R. By the way, another don't like old people. Also, don't ever trust anyone with a silent letter in their name. Donnie Faster. Mm. He was the creepy uh, death fetishist that was cutting off the fingers of prostitutes. And the opening sequence, he's also, um, as, as I refer to him, because I watched this episode again today, he was the... Um, a button, the top button on his shirt enthusiast as well. He had the shirt all the way buttoned up. Never trust anyone that does that. No. Don't trust anybody, really. But if they button all the way up to the top, no. Uh, but anyway, he uh, brings a prostitute into his into his apartment and makes wants her to take a bath. And she's like, okay. And he's asking about if she needs special shampoo for her... Uh, for her treated hair and it's really creepy. And then she goes to the bathtub and it's like ice cold. Cause he wants to kill her like in ice cold water. So it like preserves her. Um, it, and then she like runs out of the room cause she realizes what's about to happen and finds his bed and it's covered in flowers. And it looks like a, uh, a mortuary. Like it's covered in like funeral flowers that freaked me out. <laughs> and the actor playing him did great. Cause he was unsettling this shit. Uh, number two, the car scene in the Haunting of Hill House. 
huge mm-hmm. surprise. I think it was episode six, maybe. Uh, huge surprise scare. Awesome. Well done. And number one, I will never, ever, ever be able to watch this episode again. Um, it was from season one, episode six of American Horror Story. Uh, so the was it uh, Hell House? What was the name mm-hmm. of the first season? Hell House. Yep. Yeah. Blood. Beach House. <laughs> Beach, <laughs> yes, Beach House. Beach House. Yep. Yeah. So they built up the character Tate to be the love interest of the daughter, right? Mm-hmm. Throughout that season. Tate. <laughs> yep. That was his name. Uh, they built. He's supposed to be the love interest. They were doing, uh, you know, you didn't know he was like the rebel or whatever. And then they reveal in episode six that he was actually the shooter at a school shooting. And the scene where they show the kids hiding under the table, terrified of what's going on. You hear the shots off in the distance and you see the puddle of urine like forming under them. Scared the shit out of me. That is my like considering what I do, considering what my wife does, everything. Mm there's nothing that scares me more than that. And the fact hmm. that, that they showed that without having to show anything violent, which is good. Um, just like I watched that episode. I was like, Holy shit. Like I, that left me unsettled for weeks afterwards. So a very good, uh, scare that I will never, ever watch again. In fact, I went from pre-ordering American Horror Story season one to taking it out of my wish list because of that scene. Like, nope, mm. never watching that again. Oh wow! Yeah. And that's a big no. Yeah. <clears throat> okay, Rob. All right. Well, I had I had a hard time with this one, um, and largely because Rob as, doesn't fear fear. Well, <laughs> no. As as a kid, the the stuff that 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 kind of got me and scared me was typically a surprise because I didn't really go for scary stuff. So a lot of the stuff that I saw that, that scared me as a kid was more movies. I didn't really see a whole lot on television that got me there. There was one or two exceptions, but, and as I grew, as I grew older, I mean, stuff really kind of stopped scaring me. I'm doing my air bunnies. You know, it really kind of stopped scaring me. But, I mean, there's definitely stuff that I thought was creepy. So, I mean, I guess that's probably we'll, where we'll go with that. Um, a couple of things that that I vaguely remember as a child, but they didn't really leave like a, a strong impression. But I do kind of remember the shows. I, I think they were Twilight Zones. I don't even know what they were called or how to even describe them. So I'm not sure how to look them up. But there, I think it was a Twilight Zone episode where people were trapped in a house that was slowly heating up. And it turned out that it was like a giant dollhouse and they were like being cooked and then they were like melting or something into the floor. That's the, it was, it was, I, I remember it. I, I mean, I don't remember really how I felt about it, but it was something that, that kind of stuck with me. So I'll put that in at number five. At number four, there was a, I believe it was a Twilight Zone episode as well, where, a guy was in a house they and they never really showed anything except for this picture that was hanging on the wall and it was like a painting but it was a painting of a graveyard and as the episode went on the painting like altered itself so like Ooh. one of the one of the graves kind of undug itself and then in one of the shots that you see later on 
you know, the caskets open. And then in another shot, you see this figure wandering down the road, like towards the house, because it's a it's a painting of the graveyard that's outside the house. And then, like, it culminates with, like, this face in front of the painting and you hear this bang, bang, bang on the door. And the guys in the house just absolutely freaking out. Hmm. So I'll put that at number four. Gotta find out what episode that was. Did, did you ever see it? Do you know what I'm talking about? Uh, I didn't really watch much of the original Twilight Zone. Well, neither did I. I just happened to remember those two episodes. And like I said, I didn't watch a lot of like scary television as a kid. So I, I mean, none of that really kind of stuck with me. Uh, most of the stuff that got me, I, I actually saw in movies. But I, I, and I asked Greg about it, and he specifically said no. If it was a movie, regardless of whether or not it was made for TV, it didn't count. So I couldn't use it. So. My number two or my number three and number two are both going to come from the haunting of Hill House. My that, number th- uh, episode, in case I be- wait, was it uh, Night Gallery? I think it was called. It. I. I have no idea. It might have been. Does it involve a painting with a zombie or something? Welcome uh, to a private showing of three paintings displayed here for the. Uh, Maybe this isn't it. Nah, if it was, if it was a night gallery, it was actually the directorial debut of twenty-two-year-old Steven Spielberg. Hmm. Okay, sorry. Continue. All right. My number three is going to be from Haunting of Hill House, the scene with Lucas in the basement, and and the zombie that we, or the zombie that was coming at him while he was in the dumb waiter. Oh yeah. Oh. <laughs> That was that was a little creepy. It's mm-hmm. like get him up, get him up, get him up, get him up. So yeah, there was that one. My number two is Nell's scream in the car. That was that was yep. startling. I was like, oh shit! I think it was in the fact, first scare were... that it was the first scare that wasn't in the house. I think. Well, the first one, I I think the first one was in. Um, was it Steven's apartment where Nell yeah. has Nell has died and he sees her and he thinks uh, that she's there <clears throat> and she shows up and then her face turns all gray and her eyes go white and she like tries to scream at him and and he like uh, freaks yeah. the hell out. That yeah. I think that was the first one actually. Gotcha. Um, but Nell screaming in the car was my number two. My number one is the only one that I actually remember from my childhood. And I remember it being really creepy. And it was on a show that is not normally creepy. If either of you remember the show, The Greatest American Hero. Well, I remember the show. I just don't remember any episodes of it. It was in an episode of The Greatest American Hero that came out, I believe, around Halloween time. And it was an episode called The Beast. I I believe that's what it was called. But Ralph's suit gave him the ability to peek through this solid brick wall in this house that they were they were renovating or doing something with with for the school, like Habitat for Humanity or something. But the house was like kind of haunted. And it. At various points, I think Bill got possessed. Uh, his uh, Ralph's FBI friend got possessed. 
But the suit gave Ralph the ability to actually look through this brick wall that was separating something because they couldn't figure out what was behind that wall. And apparently it was like a pocket dimension kind of thing. And Ralph could pass through the barrier. But once he passed through the barrier on the back side of the wall was this just expanse of blackness. And in the distance, he could see a lady sitting by a fire in a rocking chair, and he was trying to get to her. To her, the only problem is, is that that black expanse between the barrier and where the lady was sitting by the fire was it inha- was inhabited by a beast, and his suit didn't work in this dimension. So he would get attacked by the beast and get all cut up and beat up and everything. And mm. and it was about him trying to help the ghost on the other side and getting attacked by the beast and the blackness and, you know, going back and forth between the dimensions. That's freaky. Yeah, it, it, it that that is one of the only ones I remember that stuck with me as kind of like creeping me out. Did you go? Did you try to find it on like YouTube or something? I did not. But I remembered so at some point it. You should I, do that. And I and I you want to see it? Is that why? I can send it to you. We gotta close out, but at some point it's like it's always cool when you like like, man, that scared the crap out of me, and you go and watch and you're like, oh. <laughs> mm. But uh I think that takes us out of here. That was our, our top fives. Um I was gonna mention some of the ones that didn't quite make it, but there's just too much of them. So um I would like to maybe talk about that when we do our patron only episode. Ooh, and that can be just one of the things like and you guys could tell me some of the ones that were like close but didn't quite make the cut because i think some of these might be stuff that the patrons might want to watch um, oh i had trouble of, getting five. Oh well i had i have 10 that i didn't use mm. um so yeah as i mentioned we have a patreon you can go to patreon.com slash give me five podcast check it out it's just five dollars to help the show and you can uh, get into our chat room. You can uh, get to know the movies before we actually talk about them. You get to know the question and answer the question. There's a bunch of other cool stuff that you can do. If you are a patron, we thank all of our patrons. And uh, we uh, love having them chat with us and give us new ideas. So thank you. Yay! Patron. Uh, Jimmy, uh, you are next week. So, uh, can you tell people how they can contact us? Yeah, you guys can get in touch with us directly at GiveMe5Podcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at GiveMe5Pod. I think the best and most direct way to get in touch with us is to check out our Patreon, like Greg mentioned. You can get access to our patron-only chat. We'll give you access to the phone number, which you can call us and leave us voicemails. And check us out on Facebook by searching for the Give Me Five podcast as well. You can also go to Give Me Five Podcast dot to check out some super sweet merchandise, which we are always adding to. And by the good investment from our patron, I, I have to keep pausing. You are doing your best William Shatner impression right now, brother. Come mm-hmm. on. Every, every time. Hey, you got it. Patron. Um, 
I have to pause because I want to say he, maybe he's the mangler. Patreon. I am the mangler uh, <laughs> by the uh, the charitable donations of our patrons. We are able to expand our services, make all these cool things where we can talk in voices like this and say thank you so much for listening. Good morning, good afternoon, and never hike in the snow. Yeah, 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 ding dong. Oh.